News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I am the appointed liberal on the show, the conservative man with earplugs in most of the time and Fox Funnels the rest of the time. Blah is, humbug. Is Joe McGranahan. <laughs> and Rob Center, of course, is our fabulous producer. We have a guest lined up for the early part of the program. Jim Krasula is on the line from CBS News. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for calling in Good today. Good morning. Hi, Mark and Joe. My pleasure to be with you guys. I really do Delighted appreciate Delighted to have you. When's the last time you were on a small-town radio station? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, just the other day, Fargo, North Dakota. I guess that's a little bit bigger than you guys, but uh, yeah, Fargo, North Dakota. Talking right. about, of course, coronavirus. But we're probably more powerful. We've got 10,000 watts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we know you got your start in small town radio, and I've been with CBS since 1984. So we've been hearing you on the radio for, for decades. I'm very glad to talk to you now. Uh, let's talk about this uh, coronavirus outbreak in the U.S. Uh, you've been covering this, and so you are sensing the tension that governors feel. You know, they want to keep their people safe, but they don't want to do lockdowns. But the spread is sure. ridiculous and hospital. Or some hospitals are overwhelmed. Explain this tightrope walk that you're monitoring. Yeah, very, very difficult. Obviously, uh, I, I look at the Upper Midwest and the Plains. Let's let's start there. The Dakotas over the last several weeks, North Dakota, South Dakota, number one, number two, in terms of new cases per capita over the last several weeks. Both have Republican governors. Doug Burgum in North Dakota last week finally deciding he needed to institute or order a statewide mask mandate to the South. Christy Nome in South Dakota has yet to come to that conclusion again, even though cases are really rampant in those two places. I worked on a story yesterday, Mark, in El Paso, Texas, the West Texas border city. Things are so bad there. There's been so many deaths from COVID-19 that they are now using 14 mobile morgues, basically refrigerated trucks, and they are looking at possibly a large refrigerated warehouse to again house these bodies as they await processing and autopsies and all of that. So very serious situation. And of course, we've been reporting on, on the network for, for some time now about so many hospitals, medical centers being overwhelmed at this point. Going back to El Paso, by the way, the military is sending in dozens of nurses, Air Force nurses, to help overwhelmed hospital staff in El Paso. Jim, let's talk for a minute about uh, keeping the schools open, which is, I guess, a controversial issue all around the country. Last week, an op-ed in the New York Times offered a stunning admission that President Trump's strong stance on keeping schools open during the coronavirus pandemic was the right decision, and the Democrats were wrong about keeping them open. First of all, how, how do you come down on that, keeping the schools open for what you've seen as opposed to shutting them down for safety measures? And has this become so political that we can't get anything reasonably done here? Well, I think that's probably it, Joe, that, that it's become so political, yes, and so d- divisive for so many people. I'm based in North Carolina, and the largest city here in the Carolina, Charlotte, where I am, the school board had an emergency meeting late yesterday, Joe, in, in determining that they're going to give the superintendent the leeway 
in saying which schools should switch back to remote learning. And I thought it was interesting in that the decision wasn't based on any sudden spike in COVID-19 cases. The decision was based on staffing. They simply don't have enough teachers in many of these schools to continue with the in-person learning for whatever reason. Teachers are out sick with COVID. Many have retired. Many more are refusing to go into these schools because of concerns for their own health safety. The president uh, has not liked to wear masks all along, but yesterday Joe Biden held a, a, a presentation a, a not too far from where you're at and, and talked about the fact that there is uh, his, his new uh, top-level team is being announced. They were all socially distanced and masked. Do you think that will help matters, that we're getting a different message? Uh, the message of mitigation is going to be a little clearer from the, the Biden White House. Certainly time will tell, of course. There has been a lot of criticism of President Trump. A lot of people have said that, look, if he had said early on, come out and said, wear a mask, we might not be seeing these numbers increasing and surging the way they are uh, drastically so across much of the, the nation. By the way, a mask mandate goes into effect today across Kansas. The Democratic governor there in Kansas is has instituted that. Uh, several of the bigger cities in Kansas had already come to that conclusion. The Oklahoma City Council voted late yesterday to order a mask mandate in Oklahoma's largest city. So we're seeing this more and more as more and more communities are coming to the conclusion that they have to impose new restrictions to, again, try to slow the spread of coronavirus. From what you've seen, Jim, what about enforcement in these areas? Is somebody aggressively enforcing this to make sure that people comply, or is it just kind of a wink and a nod? We suggest you do it, or it's a mandate, but no one actually gets charged or arrested for it. Yeah, I think, Joe, that's what it is for the most part. Uh, there, I have seen instances in places where some people have been cited for not wearing uh, a mask in public during these mask mandates or within a mask mandate. But by and large, I think that, you know, in a lot of these governors, many of the Republican governors, Mike Parson comes to mind in Missouri, uh, Brian Kemp in Georgia, Henry McMaster in South Carolina, uh, Ron DeSantis down in Florida, have said all along that they feel that there's no way to enforce a mask mandate, so why should they bother ordering one in their states? Well, here in Pennsylvania, our governor has decided that on the busiest day of the year for restaurants and bars, that drinking must cease at 5 p.m. Anything like that going on around the rest of the country that you've been covering? I haven't marked seen a prohibition that early in the day. There have been several states, including, again, in North Carolina, where I am. The Democratic Governor Roy Cooper just a couple of days ago came out and said that uh, no more liquor sales in, in bars or restaurants after 10 p.m. So a lot of states have been, uh, not a lot, but several states have been doing that, imposing these restrictions on booze sales uh, later in the evening, again, to try to, to get these places basically to shut down so people aren't sitting in, in bars and restaurants drinking till whatever, midnight, 1, 2 in the morning. Are you detecting that most people are complying now, that there's a fairly significant surge? I'd have to say that as I've been out and about the last few weeks, uh, it, it certainly seems to me that more people are wearing face coverings. And again, I think that, that a lot of that is, is the fact that 
we're seeing such a surge again with coronavirus. I mean, most all of us, I'm sure your many listeners, most of your many listeners have seen still photos and video of these long, long lines, in some cases stretching for miles at these testing sites around the country. Yeah, let's talk for a minute about the hypocrisy that seems to be involved in all this, Jim. Uh, you have Gavin Newsom out in California who's putting out all kinds of draconian measures for his people, and then he's caught maskless and uh, shoulder-to-shoulder with people at a birthday party. There have been other instances. I think the mayor of Philadelphia was caught going uh, to Baltimore to have dinner in a restaurant when indoor dining was not permitted in his own city. You know, how does this sit with people? you think that's part of the reason why some folks are resisting? Oh, I think so, Mark. Very much so, yes, obviously. And again, you just kind of perpetuate the image of, of, of the of politicians being so hypocritical in so many instances. So, yeah, uh, with the optics of that. Look at uh, Andrew Cuomo, the uh, governor in, in uh, uh, New York just the other day, uh, saying on a, a radio interview, a radio station interview, that he was going to have his mother come up to Albany for for dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, and then people started saying, "Hey, you're you're out here telling us, you know, don't don't get together, don't have a large family, extended family gathering for Thanksgiving, and and you're having your mother come up two three hours from the city to Albany." So he quickly backed down from that. Obviously, <laughs> that's funny. Well, and people are traveling. Airports are packed, and uh, we're anticipating less travel through this part. Part of the world, but uh, still significant travel. You think a lot of folks are just saying, well, look, I have to take this trip. <laughs> you know, I'm going so stir-crazy or COVID-crazy. I, I have to travel. I have to see my family. I've got to get home. <laughs> oh, sure, there's a lot of that. Yeah, just people saying, hey, I, I'll risk it. I've had enough of this, you know, sitting around, staring out the window, uh, trying to figure out what to talk to my family about with, and I'm just, I'm going to chance it. So, yes, uh, seeing some updated numbers, by the way, fellas, um, about 900,000 people were screened at airports nationwide by TSA yesterday. And, and certainly while these numbers are up considerably, obviously, that figure yesterday was still about 60 or 65 percent lower than the same day a year ago. Mm. A personal take. Mark and I have been kicking this back and forth on the program for the past couple of days. But, you know, the president should get some credit, I think, for Operation Warp Speed and the fact that we do have an unprecedentedly quick delivery of a potential life-saving vaccines here. You know, do you think Trump will come down? Maybe he didn't do all the masking things, but do you think his strong efforts to get a vaccine will receive any recognition down the road? Well, there is some skepticism of that because people will point out, well, the president has kind of forsaken science with all of this. He's been critical of of this scientific community. So some people will say, well, you have to take that with a grain of salt. But, yeah, I think part of your point certainly is how amazing it is that they've been able to get to where they are with a, a potential vaccine or vaccines in just a mere matter of months. I know, yeah, this has seemed like it's been an eternity for all of us, 2020. But again, when you consider that in the past, there were oftentimes where it would take three, four, five years for development of a vaccine. And and here we are again. uh, Everybody that's been working, I would assume, almost nonstop on this to get to where we are, that we can now say uh, here on Thanksgiving that, there may be a vaccine being distributed as, as early 
at least to, to, to some people, frontline workers, obviously, but as early as mid-December. Right, yeah, Pfizer says a couple of weeks to go, and they're going to start the shipping with that ultra-cold uh, setup that they have uh, devised as necessary for their vaccine. Anything else critically important that you'd like to share that you've learned lately that you wish to tell our audience maybe we didn't ask a question about? No, I think we've uh, we've kind of covered, uh, you guys did a good job covering, I think, the, the highlights of all of this mess. Well, we appreciate your coverage. You've certainly been on top of this as you have mess so Mess is many. a great word, Jim. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep in touch. We do thank you. We'll probably sure. connect again in the oh, weeks yeah. and years ahead. And thank you so much uh, for all you've done uh, for CBS and then uh, on WKOK as well. Thank you, yeah. sir. Great having you on. Thanks, my, Jim. My yeah, thanks, guys. My pleasure. Stay well. You stay too. safe. Stay safe. That, that may be the hardest one. Right. Amen. Yep, and enjoy your holiday. That is Jim Cursula, CBS News Radio correspondent. Uh, been with CBS since the 1980s, so we, we appreciate him checking in this morning. Of course, covering everything that pops up in the U.S., whether it's an election or a disaster or uh, really anything that is enjoying national coverage uh, with CBS, Jim Cursula. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll enjoy open phones. We have some emails uh, pending. We can look at those and a couple of texts left over, and we'll look at those, but we would invite you to join us talking about the pandemic most recently we alluded to the white house uh, task force on coronavirus and warp speed and the president and the transition is underway and joe biden held a news conference yesterday then talked to nbc about the fact that america is back and that's the message he wants to send so we can talk about that what's your view on all this 1-800-795-9565 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the market at to KOK.com or text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Maybe that's good rock and roll. Thank you so much, Rob Center, a fabulous producer. Want to give him credit, make sure that we got hooked up with Jim Cursula in a timely fashion. So we really, really appreciate that. Yesterday we talked about the mail-in ballots. A lot of folks are concerned that maybe that uh, isn't an ideal way to proceed in the years ahead. One of our good listeners uh, says, as it relates to the Constitution, Joe? The PA Constitution says mail-in ballots can be used in the event of illness. Right. Absentees, as uh, another listener made it clear later in the show, uh, that uh, the Pennsylvania Constitution only makes reference to absentee ballots and that it's a formal affair. You have to explain why you cannot vote, and it's, you know, because of illness, military 
military service or uh, work obligations that keep you away from your normal polling place. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, absentee ballots were just a little asterisk in the system up until now, and they typically counted them uh, the day after in a timely fashion. It used to be that uh, you didn't even pay much attention to absentee ballots because they wouldn't change the outcome of any race around here anyway. Right. So you just wait for them to get counted, and that, you know, usually they're representative of whatever the outcome was anyway. And then one of our listeners made reference to uh, caller Buzz yesterday, saying, Buzz not remembering the riots and protests after Trump was inaugurated is part of the problem with the left. He was happy that Trump supporters didn't riot after the election. How kind of him. Hey, Buzz, if the election results were different, and that is still to be determined, the left would have burnt the cities down. All the proof is in the preparation of the businesses in the cities boarding up their property. That wasn't done because of Trump's supporters. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Yeah, we'd all probably do better to really remember the context and the reactions that we've seen uh, lately and in the past from various people. Uh, Mike, you're on the mark. Thank you so much for calling in today. Good morning. Hey, you guys are welcome. Hey, I just wanted to talk about two things that are kind of popped up on my radar. I don't have much of an education. It's mainly just. I've been lucky enough to survive 65 years, so you, you get to see some things happen. And last year at this time, there was an ad on TV for Peloton. You, both of you probably saw it. It was a rather young, attractive woman popping in the front door. She was, you know, pretty and affluent, and, and she had a Peloton uh, exercise bike that her husband had gotten for her the year before, and she was talking about what a change in her life that Peloton bicycle and her commitment to it made over the, the past year. Well, that ad was shamed by the, by, I don't know, I don't know who shames them, but people said it was sexist, it was this, it was that, and the Peloton stock crashed, okay? <laughs> and uh, after that, it, it recovered a little bit. It was around 17 bucks a share, and recently it peaked at $149 a share. Okay, because of the demand this pandemic created for Peloton stock. So my question is this. I wonder how many of the people that engaged in shaming Peloton for their commercial ultimately bought one. And I don't want an answer to that. That's just a question I raised. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about uh, historically was yesterday I was uh, reminiscing with some uh, high school friends. Actually, we were kindergarten on. We, we've known each other that long. And... Uh, we were talking about athletic events, and uh, my buddy's team lost a championship basketball game because in the winter of 1968-69, and I was involved in this, we were all playing football on the frozen Susquehanna River in the snow, and half of us got sick, really sick, okay? And, I, and my buddy says, and I missed the game, this guy missed the game, and this guy missed the game, and we got beat. And I said, well, you know, you were involved in the Hong Kong flu pandemic, and you survived it, and you didn't even know it, did you? He said, the what? I said, the <laughs> Hong Kong flu. He said, what was that? And I said, well, that, that hit in 68, 69, and about 100,000 people died from the Hong Kong flu in that, in that winter. And at the time, we had a population of around 200 million people. It wasn't as elderly as we are right now. And most likely, the general health of the American people at that time was better because the obesity and uh, some of the other diseases 
uh, diabetes was not nearly as prevalent. So it wiped out 100,000 people out of a, a 200 million population. So I'm thinking if that Hong Kong flu were to hit right now without the vaccines, it would probably be much worse than the COVID. And I'm not saying one thing or another. I'm just saying in historical perspective, we went through a flu. Many of us went through this flu in in the 68-69 winter, and we didn't even know we were in a pandemic. (laughs) So just a little bit of historical perspective. That's all I wanted to offer today. Well, I'm sorry you lost your big football game. It was, it was basketball. <laughs> oh, basketball. Okay, well, tonight, uh, years ago, when I was in high school, this was the night of the big bonfire and pep rally before the William Penn-John Harris football game in Harrisburg. So to all my William Penn Tiger fran- friends out there, go go Penn, beat Harris. <laughs> well, now, if I could reminisce some more, I, I, I like to go to the state championship football games. And, and this guy I was talking to yesterday, we made a habit of going to as many as we could over the years. And we were down there one year when John, uh, well, I think they call it Harrisburg High now. Right. And, 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 and we were sitting on that side with the fans. And, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking. I'm seeing all these guys that used to play football for, for John Harris, most likely, or their fathers did. And I'm, I'm like, I feel like a midget amongst them, okay? I just know what powerful teams that they had. And, oh, and yeah. that, was, uh, that was pretty exciting for me because I did see John Harris play. They used to come up to Williamsport and uh, play the high school team there. And, uh, of course, there were some great football players that came out of there. And you know that uh, people actually lost their homes betting on that particular game, right? Well, and then, of course, they were coached by the late, great George Chomp, who actually started out at William Penn and then went to John Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, there's there's document allegedly documented we're boring, cases. We're boring, we're boring, Mark. Oh, I'm listening. Betting on that game. I don't doubt it. Interesting, Mike. You mentioned Peloton. Yeah, that ad was shame because of her utter dependence on the male who brought her the device, plus then her undying gratitude to him for having purchased the device, saying for that she needed her. it. Right. So uh, that was r- really why she kind of got in hot water. And strangely enough, at the time, that was a year ago or so, Peloton was uh, not in hot water, but their their revenues were plummeting. They never made a profit. They I, they've been. I mean, you've been able to buy Peloton stock now for, I think, a couple of years. But in any event, the first time they ever made a profit was this past fall, and that was because of the Peloton, and they sold a million of the machines, and uh, there was a waiting list and so on, and uh, so finally they're, they're, they're in the black where they wanted to be, thanks to the pandemic. All right, then, thank then you we so ran much. A commer- we ran a commercial on this station for a, p- a competitor named Echelon, oh, okay. who right. advertised they were half the price of the Peloton. <laughs> uh, Mark, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I want to bring up something that's not being discussed. Uh, uh, a while back, uh, uh, Governor Newsom out there in California ordered, uh, I think, several million, I think it was uh, close to five million masks from China. Now, are these masks being tested for quality? Uh, just to have something on your face, and if it's so thin or if it's not doing the job, how many masks out there in this country are like that? And uh, we ha- think we have some protection. The only protection we have is probably coughing or spewing them uh, t- towards another individual or getting it back the other way. Uh, have you uh, did any checking on this? I don't know, but given the fact the virus came for, originated in China, I don't know that I'd want to be trying to wear a Chinese mask to protect myself from it. You know, you know uh, the quality of some of the stuff that comes out of there is not very good. 
Yeah, but some of it is excellent quality, too. I, I, right. I guess it depends on the manufacturer and the specifications uh, by whoever ordered it. Yeah, making poor quality material isn't a Chinese phenomenon. No, it's, it's not. It's a human trait <laughs> for manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. Trying to make an extra buck, yeah, but uh, I think some of these masks ought to be checked for their effectiveness, don't you think? Well, they probably do have standards. They probably do test them, especially if they're an N95 mask, because that would have a higher uh, level. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily need to have a contract for normal cloth masks, so they probably were N95, and they probably are checked. Or they're duplicates well, uh, of ones that have already uh, been checked. Is the cloth mask the way to go in colder time? You know, I've tried to wear those cloth ones back in June and July, and that's so hot with them things that uh, <laughs> I went with the, the, the thinner paper ones, you know. <laughs> right. But, uh, uh, of course, you have to wash them and desanitize them. But uh, these paper ones... Uh, I must confess, I've used them more than once. You know what I mean? I've, yeah. I've, stretched, I've stretched them out four or five uh, days at least. Right. So I don't know if that's a good thing or uh, what the situation is. But I think some uh, evaluation should be uh, uh, how long should you wear these paper masks. And some of them are very, very thin, if you notice that. Right, you can shine a light right through them. But there's yeah. still many of them are multiple layers, and they, they say that gives you the greatest protection, right? Well, what they say and what what you get are two different things, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little puffery in there can happen. Yeah, yeah. I like the disposable mask too. I have a half a dozen different cloth one, and my lovely bride, uh, you know, keeps procuring them uh, for herself and others. But uh, I I really like the disposable ones. They fit perfect. They don't fog my glasses. They have the little metal strip to hold them down. <laughs> That's well, what I've been using with yeah. great great success. Well, how many days? I don't think it's on the box or whatever. If you buy some. How many days are you are able to use? Well, I think they're time? one time. They're supposed to be one time. That's the theory. But I, I think if you if you have one, you don't wear it like constantly all day long, and you let it dry out between uses. That's that's I I don't throw one out every day. I you know let all it right. dry I out. Hear, I hear the music, so have a good day, guys. <laughs> Thank nice. you. Very call much. again. And if you need any more mask science, we're going to have to call somebody else. Uh, but we appreciate those phone calls we have had and talking to Jim Crusula from CBS. Uh, we hope to make you the star of the show. During the 9 a.m. hour. This is On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe is here. Mr. Rob Center, our fabulous producer, proving his fabulosity every turn. We appreciate his help and hard work throughout the week. Uh, he gets to take four days off uh, because we'll have best of and special CBS Thanksgiving features for tomorrow and Friday. And then Monday, uh, Rob gets to take the rest of the week off. And I'll take Monday and Tuesday off. Rob will be off all week. I'll I'll be hunting. <laughs> uh, Rob will probably be hunting for bargains and decorations and things like that. So uh, that's the immediate schedule that's coming up. Uh, Joe will be back Monday morning. He'll be in the catbird seat with Steve Kushiloff. So those are some of the good No, Steve will be sitting somewhere else. Oh, okay. That's, that's okay. I, I see what you're saying. Right. You're not going to sit in the same seat. No, we're not. No, that would violate the social distancing guidelines. It would. So... 
All right, so that's uh, happening. Uh, we would invite you to participate in our Open Phones Day. We heard from Jim Crusula from CBS uh, talking about the pandemic and its impact and the uh, really difficult time that some governors have imposing restrictions, especially since the cavalry is on the way in the terms of a vaccine. You know, within a year, anybody who wants a vaccine should have it. And so uh, that is good news for a lot of folks, and some folks are going to get it literally in the weeks ahead. As President uh, Trump accurately uh, promised maybe about a month and a half ago, we would have a vaccine by the end of the year, if not sooner. And he was right on both counts. So uh, we can talk about that today. Uh, We also uh, alluded to a sexist ad that was on Peloton, that uh, was on TV about Peloton, and Peloton's uh, now in the black because of the pandemic and lots and lots of sales. And we can talk about whatever else you want. Uh, It's an open phones day here on WKOK, the presidential transition. Joe Biden unveiled more of his leaders yesterday and then uh, participated. Ignoring the elephant in the room, the fact that he's now said that he wants to work on an immigration bill that provides a pathway to citizenship for 11 million illegal immigrants. Okay. All right. So Joe sees that as a game changer. Well, I think it's something that should probably be discussed. All right. Well, we're going to get Joe's opinion about this very shortly. We would invite you to call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or do as one individual has done. That's text us at 70236. One of our good listeners says George Chomp began his coaching career at Shemokin High School in 1961. Is that the exact date, That is incorrect. In 1960, in 1960, and I have the high school yearbook to prove it, George Chomp was the assistant head coach at William Penn High School in Harrisburg to head coach Manny Weaver. The next year, 1961, he moved to John Harris High School as the head coach. I think he started in Shemokin at 59. Okay. 58 or 59. And then how long was he there? He was at John. He was only at William Penn for one year, but he was a teacher at William Penn for two years, I think. And how long was he at Shemokin? I don't know, but he was at John Harris for quite a few years. Then he went on to become an assistant with Woody Hayes at Ohio State. Then he became the head coach of Navy, and then he came back to Harrisburg to coach for Harrisburg High and Central Dolphin. Well, how could he have been at Shemokin in 59 and Harrisburg in 60? Well, they he was hired as a, he was moving as a football coach. He had a chance to be an assistant coach at William Penn High School. Okay, and then the next year he became the head coach at John Harris. All right. I followed his career. He was a great guy. He was my gym teacher. Okay. In my senior, uh, my junior year in high school, we all loved George Chomp. He's a great guy. Still with us? No, he passed away, unfortunately. All right. Matter of fact, he was married to the sister of one of my high school classmates. Okay. I'll tell you what, it's a small world. <laughs> You didn't even know who he was Just until careful, I mentioned folks. his name. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to ask a question about the past to Joe, be ready for the answer. That's all we're going to say about that. one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We see Jim Roth, I believe, now tied with George Curry for most wins yes. in Pennsylvania in the PIAA, so that's great. He'll break that with the state championship win. If. What do you mean, if, when? (laughs) Okay. On the mark, sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check him out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line now open, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines. Jump in Union County's COVID-19 numbers lately is at least partially attributed to an outbreak at one of the Allenwood Federal Prisons. There are now 169 inmates and nine staff with COVID-19 at the max. 
maximum security. U.S. federal penitentiary at Allenwood. That number jumped by 44 inmates yesterday. Union County has had higher numbers lately, including 104 new cases in the two-day total for Sunday and Monday, and an increase of 43 new cases yesterday. Union County now has 1,378 people who have had COVID-19 since the pandemic began. About 200 of those individuals have been at federal prisons. The county itself has had 15 deaths, 96 new cases elsewhere in the Valley as of yesterday. With coronavirus surging in Pennsylvania, is there a point at which the state would consider another complete shutdown like they did last spring? Governor Tom Wolf feels the state is doing everything it can to avoid a repeat of the shutdown and color-coded phase reopening, which occurred in the spring. The governor knows that the state was in a different place back then. We didn't have personal protective equipment. We didn't have the, the, the understanding of the disease. We didn't have the therapeutics that we have right now. And I think that's the reality. So we have been trying to do everything we can to make sure that we never have to go back to that red, yellow, green, draconian set of steps that we took. And that's why these targeted mitigation efforts are uh, what we're proposing right now. The governor also notes that there is light at the end of the tunnel with vaccines being soon ready for distribution. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. It will now be remote online learning for all of the Lewisburg area school district classes through December 4th because of the increase in coronavirus around here. Superintendent Dr. Jennifer Polinchuk announced in an email Tuesday evening, she says students who receive special education services can report to school beginning December 3rd at uh, Lewisburg. You can see her, all of her remarks at WKOK.com. Associated Press is reporting that Democrat Joe Biden was certified Tuesday as the winner of the presidential election in Pennsylvania, culminating three weeks of vote counting and a string of legal challenges by President Donald Trump. And Democratic Governor Tom Wolf first disclosed in a tweet that the Department of State had certified the vote count for president and vice president. Wolf sent a certificate of ascertainment to the National Archivist in Washington, D.C., with a slate of electors who support President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Uh, Pennsylvania's 20 electors, a mix of elected Democrats, party activists, and other staunch Biden backers, will meet at the state capitol on December 14th to formally cast their ballots in Harrisburg. Oh, and finally, uh, the pre- those who say the president's not doing anything anymore are sorely mistaken. Two presidential turkeys <laughs> are now headed to Iowa State University. Which two presidential turkeys would they be, uh, Obama and uh, Trump, or would they be Bush or <laughs> Obama? Very funny. Uh, Jimmy Carter? No, just kidding. Uh, they like that these two turkeys won't be going to Iowa to get a degree. They're going back there to live out their lives without further harassment. <laughs> their names are Corn and Cobb, and they officially got their presidential pardon as turkeys yesterday. The president called them real beauties. He could have outraged everybody by just ordering them cooked, killed and cooked for dinner. <laughs> oh, well. that, would have, that would have really done him in. Well, and uh, when they first arrived... <laughs> Uh, he didn't have the time, and he said, I will concede nothing. He said, okay, well, never mind. We'll carve out a little bit of time. All right, the birthday boy is on the phone. Good morning, sir. Happy birthday. Thanks for sticking around for 80 plus. birthday was a couple of days ago. I'm aware. Than Mitchell's on yeah. the line. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, I heard you call out that day. I just was unable to uh, get back to you. But anyway, good morning and happy Thanksgiving tomorrow, one of my favorite holidays. Uh, and it's really gone this year, isn't it? 
Well, you're supposed to stay home alone. Yeah, well, Margaret and I may have a Zoom Thanksgiving with a couple of people in the family, but you know how Zoom things pan out. (laughs) Although I must say, on the night of my birthday, a bunch of my very good friends got together and did a Zoom, and I have never seen or heard such an amazing, fun time with about 25 people all talking at once. (laughs) It it was so heartwarming, I couldn't tell you. But I want to tell you, uh, guys, have a really good weekend and a good Thanksgiving and kind of look forward to the future because although you like to think that, I do not have horns, I don't have a tail that comes out, I'm not red when nobody's looking. I am just an American who wants to see the country grow, and I know my conservative friends feel the same way. So let's come back and think about being friends and not accuse each other of every wrong in the book. Forget that. Okay. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) But you're a conservative. I know. Right. Well, you hey, know, Joe, it's been great arguing with you. I always year. enjoy arguing with you, Than. It makes my day. <laughs> uh, I'll bet. I won't tell you. I, you. You don't want to tell me what it makes it. But anyway. It makes, it, you, it, makes it better, <laughs> Than. Makes it Mark, crappy. Yes, sir. Good old friend. Good old friend, Mark. Have a, have a good bunch of years ahead of you. Oh, well, thank you. Plan to be... Uh, Notice he didn't wish me a good bunch of years ahead of me. Well, Notice that, he, he doesn't want to be unreasonable <laughs> here, so... Uh, let's see. Yeah, you're, well, thank you very much. No, I do appreciate that. Uh, we'll be buck hunting on Saturday. The rifle season starts on Saturday, so you'll hear the you'll hear me shooting from your house. Oh, good. I, and if... Uh, I always can use some extra venison if somebody freezes somebody. Oh, holy but, smokes. You're in. <laughs> But anyway, uh, have a good hunting trip. Uh, what we call it up in Bradford County is protecting our car grills <laughs> because there were the number of deer around that would be here if we didn't uh, harvest. <laughs> it would be like rabbits and possums all together all the time. <laughs> Sounds super. All right. Well, then, thank you so much for all you do and for keeping us informed and being a common sense free thinker around here. Even it makes you a bit of a pariah and it irritates the heck out of Joe while you're calling. It still is very much appreciated. So thanks for checking in today. I, I always call just to irritate Joe. <laughs> I never said you irritated me. <laughs> he refuses to admit it. He yeah. won't concede that point. All right. Thank you, Than. Thanks for Thanks, Than. I will try again, then. Okay. Hey. Good deal. Have a good weekend. Hey, you too, Than. Right. Uh, we got an open line. We're going to take a quickie break, but uh, we got one email. No, two emails pending. Two emails so pending. So we'll uh, read those. But uh, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we can talk about the issues of the day. Anything you wish to discuss? One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Sort of how the national dialogue has changed over the years. Of course, since the uh, election, many many conservatives are just uh, quiet. There, a lot of them are off of social media. A lot of them switched from Facebook to. Uh, What's the parlor. other parlor? Right, they switched to switch so they could have an open line. A lot of folks switching from Fox to Newsmax, so no, they, they can, aren't. 
Okay. I guess the ratings are false. <laughs> That's right. They are. Joe says the ratings are false. So still, Fox has great ratings. You're not going to concede that. Don't you think the ratings would go down after an election for these kind of stations? Well, I think for all of them, it'll probably go down somewhat, to be honest with you. Right. But, you know, let's face it. People uh, are sick of it. You know, Fox has been, I think, fairly accurate. I mean, the president even comes down on them, which leads me to believe they're being fair <laughs> and balanced. Accurate, when nobody right. likes them, everybody's got to be, somebody's got to be right. one 800 It is open phone, so call us with your well wishes or an observation or you have a strong opinion about an important topic. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. We invite you to do what I have done on many, 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 many occasions, and that's build a Ford card or truck to your first specification. But uh, you don't have to do that all the time. You can do what hundreds of thousands of people have done, and that's go to the North 4th Street area of Sunbury or Kia dealership on Routes 11 and 15 and pick up your own Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln from the lot. Or you can look at the hundreds of pre-owned vehicles that are literally in perfect condition and uh, they would just love to see you at these fine shops and uh, super serve you just as they literally have done for more than a century. I'm being very literal about this because this is a great company. As the holidays approach, you might be thinking, well, it's time for a new vehicle, or uh, maybe you're not sure that your vehicle will make it through a tough winter. Oh, well, to go ahead and take it to the Sunbury Motor Company, you can pre-examine everything that they got there, all the Fords, Lincolns, Kias, and Hyundais, and pre-owned inventory, all of that's online. They get the Carfaxes available. You name it, and then they'll give you, you can even uh, online look at the Kelly Blue Book for your vehicle to make sure that they're going to give you a top dollar for that. they got all kinds of incentives and now for folks to bring their Sunbury Motor vehicle back to Sunbury Motor, trade it in, uh, give you you know an X number of dollars guaranteed, plus a discount on the next one, uh, so that you do uh, what, again, hundreds of thousands of people have done, and that's enjoy loyalty to the Sunbury Motor Company. So, start any one of these uh, trips at the Sunbury Motor Company's website, sunburymotors.com. Come. Otherwise, we'll see you down at the quick lane. And uh, I'm getting pumped up with nitrogen today so I can take holiday trips and go up to deer camp, and we'll go from there. Why don't you get pumped up with helium? Then you can just float where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that would work. What? It, what, what oh, Oh, it's hydrogen that explodes. Yeah. Right. Fill your tires with hydrogen and hope you never really hit a really terrible. <laughs> or if you fill them with bump. helium, you'll just float down the road. Wouldn't that make the car lighter? I would think so. Hmm, why don't we do that? Anyway, our friend Dennis says, I have never felt so defeated, hopeless, and let down in all my years of voting, mostly because of the controversy over the possible fraud. Civility returns. The deep state, the swamp, will be suppressing conservatives at every turn. Obama is already pulling strings for Biden. 
There are calls for Trump to be arrested by many of the demonstrators. Really? Uh, Democrats. Democrats, rather. Hillary and Benghazi. Hillary's 33,000 emails. Obama's allowing the FISA courts to investigate Trump. The list can go on and on. We are not returning to civility. Almost half of this country is very angry and feels disenfranchised. You are entitled to your opinion, but I can refute all of what you say. <laughs> and I think there was a survey that some uh, only 3% of Republicans thought the election was fair and uh, not uh, tainted in any way. I guess I'm part of that 3%. I don't think that there's been any evidence of widespread fraud. Yes, there are problems, but there are problems with every election. But here's the interesting thing. Four years ago, you know, the Democrats now are very upset that Trump's (laughs) Trump's questioning the validity of the election. But yet four years ago, they did the same thing. I saw clips this morning of Hillary Clinton on uh, asked if she thought the Republicans, uh, you know, got was Trump was a legitimate president. No, she didn't. And there were many other Democrats leaders, Al Sharpton to begin with, saying, you know, oh, this is an illegitimate presidency. So we've we've been doing this for the last four years. This right. is just now we've flipped the coin. Now the Republicans are feeling cheated and robbed, and the Democrats felt that way four years ago. Well, and the, the election wasn't stolen. There probably was some fraud somewhere. I mean, there's no doubt there. The president has 100 things. Plus, he says he's still going to drop this other shoe, the Dominion machines that change votes deliberately from Democrat or from Republican to Democrat. Uh, he says that's going to be the game changer that's going to keep him in the White well, House. How would you prove so, that? I don't know. How you, I don't even know how you'd prove that. Well, Rudy Giuliani has the proof. He has an affidavit. <laughs> right. An so. affidavit is not proof. Oh. It's merely someone's well, statement that uh, under oath that they if would, they lied, they, they can wind up being charged with perjury. Well, in any event, you know, you, you can say I have an you're... affidavit that says you're a communist. <laughs> you know, do you think that's that true? <laughs> I have an affidavit that says you're a great radio announcer, but you know, we know that's, no, that's, that's not true. No, that's not true. So there, there's a falsehood right there. <laughs> and we have another affidavit that Chris from Milton's on the line, and that is true. Chris, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. I was wondering, uh, is this uh, thing that, I guess Trump's coming to this Harrisburg, uh, this Gettysburg thing that the Republican, Pennsylvania Republicans have set up. What's that, Chris? I'm not familiar with it. I'm sorry. Well, they're, they're, uh, they're, Rudy's going to be in Gettysburg, and uh, I think there was the Pennsylvania senators, uh, state senators, uh, are going there, and they're making it sound like it's an official official government function function they're having a hearing on the election and Rudy's going to be there and I understand Trump has decided to come where, so where, where'd, you, where'd you see this Chris I, I'm marking out a loss here Pittsburgh Post-Gazette saying President Trump plans to travel to Pennsylvania today for a meeting of state Republican lawmakers examining accusations of election impropriety according to three people familiar with the matter Mr. Trump will visit Gettysburg for a hearing by the Pennsylvania Senate Majority Policy Committee it was not listed it was not listed on the president's public schedule uh, he is expected to appear with Rudy Giuliani, who has been leading the long-shot legal effort in several states to reverse, reverse the results of the election. Mr. Giuliani's efforts have gained little traction in Pennsylvania, blah, blah, blah. Let's see, last weekend, Mr. Trump's lawyers still... That's it. That's all it says about the meeting that is uh, today. Yeah, the senators are making it sound like it's an official function of their... Uh, the, the, it's, it's, a, it's a hearing... It's a Senate Majority Committee hearing. I hope the taxpayers aren't paying for this. It sounds more like a fundraising event or something to me. Or at least a campaign event and not something related to the presidency. 
No, I wasn't even familiar with it. I, I it's not getting a lot of publicity. I guess if the closest I read, I read four papers every morning, including uh, the Harrisburg paper with Penn Live was always very good about that. I didn't see a story there I, about I it. I think there's a story about it on Penn Live. I think I looked it up on the internet last night. You think I there think was a story there? Penn Live that had it, but lots of places have it. And uh, it's although it's not clear whether they're, I guess they were. What wasn't even clear at first whether Giuliani is showing up just on Zoom or something at the at the place or whether he's actually going. All that was kind of vague. Well, and the lawmakers are going there as just Republican well, allies sure, of the president. Well, you, you, the Trumpets out there will show, should go down to Gettysburg and really make it a circus. There you know we how go. much support there is for this. <laughs> Okay, so you're opposed, I gather. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a, uh, it's a question of how, uh, is this a government thing or just a fundraiser, or what do they think they're doing by labeling it a Senate Majority Committee meeting, uh, investigating the election? Well, I don't think they can... sound I, awful official, doesn't it? I don't think they can do that without and having everybody Gordner in the committee there. Is Gordner going? Well, can uh, they even do that without having the other side there? It couldn't be anything official I if they... I don't think so, but they sure make it sound like as if it is. Right. I think the, they just want it to sound as if it is. Right. But, the, uh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, when they say Republican lawmakers are holding a, quote, Hearing unquote on allegations. That's allegation. what they're calling it. A Senate, <laughs> major, right. uh, Senate majority hearing. Right, but they're calling so it without the, the quotes. Supposedly, are going down there. Right, it's not okay. official. It's a. Me- it's just a meeting. Right. Yeah, but they're making it sound like it is. Right. Well, you can make it sound like anything if you want to. They can make it yeah, sound like a yeah, tap dancing yeah, class. They want to. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess the whole Republican uh, Senate now is uh, in on this conspiracy theory. Or at least going to listen to Rudy, which seems like you know how Rudy's been lately. You can see what he's doing. It seems like a pretty silly thing to be doing. Well, he's entitled to do what he wants to do. Oh, he's entitled to do what he wants, and the senators are entitled to do what they want, and you can judge them for it. There won't be any outcome to it. I mean, they're they're not going to change the outcome of the vote in Pennsylvania by holding a conference in Gettysburg. They do have uh, they do have another suit to stop. Stop things. I think there's one in Pennsylvania that Mike Lee might have introduced. This, well, the court in the last day, or yeah, the one, the one I on. I know there's one in Wisconsin where, even though it's been certified, they're trying to stop the certification. Well, the one in Pennsylvania is over equal protection under the Fourteenth Amendment, as I understand it. That the some voters, Republican voters, yes. supposedly were tr- treated differently than Democratic voters who mailed in their ballots. So well, that's something the courts will work that out. By county, and they were given the option of which one to do. The court will work it out. You know, yeah. I have faith in the courts. No, so far they've been pretty good. I think uh, they have. They, there's eight more suits that haven't been settled by uh, from Trump about the election. Well, now, unfortunately, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court it seems to be highly partisan. You know, so unfortunately, you think any of their decisions were wrong on this? A couple of them, but that's okay. <laughs>
listen, the court makes the ruling, and, and the, the, the people of Pennsylvania elected those judges, and they made their rulings, and they all came back. I don't think there's one there that didn't come back as highly qualified. Well, and the president says it's all going to end when it gets to the U.S. Supreme Court. His three judges are going to vote in favor of him, no matter what the legal arguments are. Well, then and, it'll be six to three yeah, opposed. They're his judges. <laughs> right, they're yeah, his. He likes that loyalty thing with anybody he appoints, which is a policy of his that is not good. So I hope, uh, and and uh, these policies uh, that he's enacting now at the end of his term, I think, are not good. Like the open airs thing I told you about yesterday, and now he's going to pardon a bunch of people and friends and protect relatives, and that's not good either. Can he pardon so himself? Were Obama's pardons? They were all good, right? They were wonderful. A lot of those were controversial. Say, no, I wouldn't say they were all good. I'd say most of them were good. And they went through a uh, uh, before Trump pardons went through a system. They don't go through a system anymore. Well, they didn't. Trump all of Obama's didn't go through a system. Power to do it. Obama's didn't all go through the system. A couple of them yes, he wanted. To, a couple of them he wanted to do. He may have referred it to the system, yeah. but he told them he what the outcome he wanted. The system and whether whatever the system res- recommendation is, he might have violated it. Uh, he might have disagreed with a couple. Yes, but right. they all went through the system. I believe. Well, the president has an absolute right to pardon. So whether you That's like it right. or not, but and uh, and if there's a right. It can be abused. Trump <laughs> he's going to do it. No doubt about it. Do you think right he's going to pardon himself? And you support that policy too. I don't think he can do that. I don't think. He Chris, can you think himself. he's going to pardon himself or any and all future uh, crimes? Uh, he might try. That's not. That's never been determined to be legal, and I think the Supreme Court would probably uh, reject it. But you never know. We well, remember they're his because judges. They are his justices, right? <laughs> they're his judges. If the president has the right to pardon, what is the limitation on that right? There is none that I'm aware of. Right. So I think he yes, could pardon himself. Uh, there's been discussions about. It. Nobody really knows whether you have the right to pardon yourself. Well, but that, politically, that gets it would. You into other areas. It would be political uh, suicide to do it. So. <laughs> Oh no, no! You trumpets would just uh, yeah. That's part of the bucking broncos policies, though. <laughs> that's part of the bucking broncos system that you just do whatever you want and and nobody really cares. Well, that's, and that's the State Department. Oh, I love that policy. Do, do pardons Let's happen? Let's make the for... census uh, political. Let's make the foreign policy uh, bribe people to support my election. Yeah, I like that policy. Yeah, let's get our kids a real nice contract out of China. We'll get our our kids a contract out of China make millions of dollars and they don't know anything about power. Yeah, I like that too. Quick question. Hold on, wait a minute. What was that last one? Can you you pardon yourself for a crime that hasn't happened yet? No. Okay, so he can't say, okay, I absolve myself. He can't say, I pardon myself for a crime I'm about to commit. Well, how about for for one for which you're not charged yet? Well, I can think you pardon yourself for any future allegations? Yes, yeah, they did. They, okay. uh, Ford did that for Nixon. Okay, gotcha. All right, thank you so much, Chris. Really, thanks for calling thanks, in. Have a nice really Thanksgiving, a, Chris. Appreciate it. Stand by, Al. You are the next caller. We got other open lines though. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market wkok dot com.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, further proof of overall beclownment. The president will be in Gettysburg today participating in a quote-unquote hearing. It's really just a meeting of Republican leaders in Harris or in Gettysburg talking about the election and the anomalies in the election. So good question. Are John Gordner and Gene Yaw attending? Oh, I would think not. I think they're a little bit more... Well, it's the Ethical Senate. Oh, it's the Senate that. committee. They may not be on that committee. Well, John's in the leadership, so... Well, yeah, but... He won't cross the line just just so that they can throw stones at uh, Joe Biden or anyone else or the election. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Al, you are on the mark. Good morning and happy Thanksgiving. Hey, you too, brother. Hey, um, Joe. Yes. What do you call hundreds of affidavits uh, confirming the... Um, the cheating and everything that went on, the allegations. It's evidence. Anybody, he, Joe agreed to that and stipulated that. No, they're not evidence. They are just sworn statements under oath that says, this is what and I saw. And went to jail because he lied? If you, that's right. If it can be proven they lied, they could be charged with perjury. The whole idea is it's it's like putting somebody under oath outside of a courtroom setting. That's what an affidavit is. And if they lie, if they lie on it, they can be subject to perjury charges. And it took what three years to get Flynn to go to jail or get prosecuted? Well, my my point my point is that affidavits aren't proof; they are assertions under oath that something happened. That's right. And if, and then you go to investigate it, and then you go to court to find out if the investigation proves the person was telling the truth on his affidavit, and then something has to be done about it. What if something is proven like that, and they find out this election was fraud, you know, and, and mostly fair? Then it should be overturned. If they find out the election was fraudulent, that should be overturned. And there's history. There's precedent for that. Uh, elections have been overturned in the past in this country because of fraud. Right, and the president says this it's be, coming. This would be probably one of those, and maybe that's what the meeting's about today because there's like two alternatives to make. Either if they find this fraud and they don't overturn it, then what do you do? But the fraud allegation, the only, as I, and I may be wrong, I understand the only court case relative to Pennsylvania now that's still active is the one about equal protection under the 14th Amendment, that Republican voters were treated differently in their standard applied to them as opposed to the standard applied to mail-in Democratic voters. Now, that's well, the only one. No one's alleging, alleging fraud. They're alleging um, a difference in treatment. Well, okay, and of course about the mail-ins you just mentioned, uh, 
that wasn't a law. That was, you know, that's just made up. That can't, you know, that's not there. It is a law by the it legislature. Is a law. The law legislature passed it last year. 2019. That's right. They did do that. Well, and it's but very it's specific, and it's foolproof. If they pass it, would it still be constitutional even if they pass it, if it's against the Constitution? It's oh, only yeah. unconstitutional. Al, it's only unconstitutional if somebody brings a suit saying, this is unconstitutional. They take it before a court, well, the court hears the arguments, and then the court decides that it was unconstitutional. Other than that... Well, they could bring it at any time, can't they? They could bring it up now. Right, they Somebody bring it up has now. to be aggrieved by it. Somebody has to have been harmed by it to well, have what I, what standing. I read the three voters, and it's a half a percent for a recount in Pennsylvania, or three voters from each region. I'm three not... regular voters from each region, or a half a percent. To do what? To have a recount. Well, yeah, but there has it has to be within a certain margin of error. It just can't be a recount. If the guy wins by 250,000 votes, they're, <laughs> they're not going to recount. No, I said a half a percent. Oh, a half a percent, sure. Okay, all right. Yeah, whatever it is. Or three people from, three regular voters from each region. That's exactly what it says. Okay, well, there so were three voters on that, there were three voters on that suit, as I recall. That's right. And that's all it takes. Okay, but again, allegations aren't proof. I said that, you know, the, the left does that all the time. They make Trump sound like some sort of evil incarnate because they allege he did certain things that he didn't do. We don't make him sound that way. We just tell people what he's up to. If they do find him guilty that she destroyed 30,000 emails as in Hillary Clinton. Are you going to ever let that go, Al? Or are you? Nothing happens anyway. You're going to ever let that go, Al, or are we going to talk about this for decades? The other alternative is what I'm getting to. If they can't overturn this election, what would that be? When you're under tyranny and you think it was an unfair election and the courts won't do anything about it, then the people have to act, don't they? Yes, sir. And we have, we have uh, in our Constitution that the people may act well, and show act. I don't think either. I don't think either Joe or I are arguing that anybody is acting illegally or improperly or not using sort of their heartfelt uh, what they think actually happened. It just is a is a matter. Were there enough anomalies and or outright criminal fraud or glitches in the Dominion computer systems to overturn the election? That the courts so far have had said no. But this is not well, to say. If they start investigating. You just said about Dominion. Right. If they so start investigating it. That's Nancy the other Pelosi shoe. A lot of stock in Dominion. Right, that's the other you shoe. Know? That, we'll wait and, and see. What, what time will tell on that one. We have to wait and see. Well, I, I think all investigations into the Democrats, any allegations, will end once Joe Biden assumes the presidency. Just exactly. We'll be swept under the rug again, and then we won't have it. And then, <laughs> well, you, you didn't let me finish. Just a, you didn't let me finish. Just as they would have been increased and expanded if Trump had been reelected. That a lot of this stuff is political, whether you like it or not, and yet yeah, there may be truth to it. And if there is, that it should be ferreted out, and it should be exposed, and it should uh, it should be subject to penalties. But you know, this is all political, really. Well, that's what President Trump exposed, and and now the uh, seventy three or seventy four million people are awakened to just how deep and how corrupt our uh, politicians are. They all become millionaires when they go down there. 
on a small salary. You know, they're taking money and they're doing favors, and it's been going on forever. Yeah, something's wrong Maybe when that we happens. Well, tired of it right now. Maybe we ought to be just tired of it and throw them all out of office and start over like the Constitution says we can do. Well, and when you find what, what really, of all the things that have sickened me recently, the one most I find appalling is the fact that um, a United States senator of the Democratic Party, a female, gave a hug to a Republican senator <laughs> on the other side of the aisle, and they well, Democrats have now purged her from her role as head of a major committee. You know, well, so if, if, you keep the Democrats happy and you toe the line and say what they say and sing their tune, they're going to be happy with you. But as soon as you step out of line, it's going to be like when the Chinese come and all these people are helping the Chinese. As soon as you step out of line, the Chinese are going to, you're going to disappear. You're going to end up in a concentration camp. You know, it's a big, bad world out there, and we live in the well, best place. It's almost like heaven on earth. But the problem, the problem, Al, the problem, Al, is that nobody wants to cut anybody any slack. You voted for Trump. You voted for pure evil. You're a disgusting human being for having voted for this terrible person. You vote for Biden. Oh, this guy's incompetent. He can't even think his way out of a paper bag. And he's part of a criminal scheme. He's part of a criminal scheme. Joe Biden changed his mind on abortion. He's he's all for killing babies the day before they're born in the womb. No, he's not all for that. He's he's not at all all for that. He has stated that he would, you know, he doesn't favor some limitations on abortion, but he hasn't stated that he's all for killing babies on the day they're born. No one is no well, one has advocated I that. I don't care when you kill them, it's bad. All right. Okay. Al, we got you. Thank you so much for calling right. in. Have hey. a nice Thanksgiving, Al. Yeah, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Really have, have a great holiday. One of our good listeners in response. Uh, now, it was the Biden victory was over 1%. Was that in Pennsylvania or in the U.S.? Well, no, it in the here. U.S. it was more than 1%. It was more than 1%. But yeah, in it Pennsylvania, it was 1%. 1%. Okay, super. So it's not, I don't know what triggers a recount in Pennsylvania. I thought in most places it's half of 1%, isn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. Whatever it is, we don't need one, so... But there was an official recount anyway. Well, there there's always a, is. I mean, there's a they, they recertify the vote. Used to do it on the Friday after the election if we weren't still counting, still counting ballots. Right. And there's some right. places where this is still still going on. For example, there's one in New York. Uh, there was a story this morning. Not in Pennsylvania. No, but there's a story in, in New York about how they, the voting was so screwed up that in one House election in New York's 22nd Congressional District, they can't even determine who the winner was. There were ballots that were marked. You know, they were they were put stickers on them or Post-it notes if there was a problem with them. Suddenly the Post-it notes are all gone, and there's no record as to whether or not the ballots were counted or not counted. And so now they're wallowing in the mire up there because of Governor Cuomo, another ineptitude of his, that's caused this this election to He's be one of totally the up in the air. governors in the U.S., I'll have you know. He should be president. How long have you had this fever? Are you? you I need to get you tested for COVID. You're well, obviously just won feverish. an Emmy because of his tremendous outreach and help to the public during the pandemic. Right, and, and of course he. <laughs> Look, you can diss him all you want, but he's still a great governor. You may not agree with his decision making. He is the President Trump of Democrats. He's managed to kill more senior citizens by shoving them back into nursing homes. I think he deserves. And then he writes a book about what a great job he did. What really happened, though, Joe? Tell our audience what really happened in New York with individuals going to nursing homes. They were put back in there because there was no other place for them to go, he said. And did they ever go to a nursing home that didn't already have coronavirus in it? So, in other words, if 
if there's a place where there's coronavirus, you shove everybody with coronavirus into that place. Look, people get to go home. That's what happened. They started out at a nursing home with coronavirus. They got to go, after they were treated at the hospital, they got to go back to the nursing home, to their home, by their choice. All right, we have two emails pending. We're going to read those on the radio shortly. Uh, Speedy dialers only, last callers of the week. Dial it up, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, everybody's getting kind of choked up here because it's Thanksgiving and feeling very grateful for all that we got to enjoy during the year. I'm very grateful for Joe McGranahan. I can't imagine sitting across from anyone else. <laughs> oh, yes, you could. So knowledgeable and <laughs> wonderful history. And it's a shame you're so misguided on many Republican policies. I was just but about that's to ask right. you what you wanted from me. There is still those hope. nice things. Right? Anything from Best Buy would be fine. <laughs> would that be? Okay, I didn't. Did I say you were strikingly handsome yet this month? I don't. Oh, believe you I were did. way behind. I'm way the behind. pandemic really kind of screwed things up. Well, you haven't been very good looking lately. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yesterday, with your hair was all messed up. Well, and look at today. <laughs> It's dress down day. We moved it up to Wednesday. Yeah, we have to I pay double. Don't think I've ever seen you with suspenders. You look like who was that guy on uh, CNN that wore suspenders all the time? Oh gosh, I met him Ooh, a few years know. ago. Oh, wore glasses. Did that show for many years. Anyhow, we'll think of who he is. We have a call coming in. Tom says Al is the new Alex Jones. Sad. Sad. <laughs> all right, read this too. So uh, Dennis is happy. Says as I went to bed at 11 p.m. November 3rd, Trump was ahead in every state. Waking up on the fourth, Biden is ahead. Graphs and charts that the government calculated shows a dramatic spike almost off the graphs at 3 to 4 a.m. November 4th for Biden. This defies logic and reason, but certainly causes 73-plus million voters to say, what and how can this possibly be? The sworn affidavits of almost 300 people talk about truckloads of ballots showing up in the wee hours of the morning, workers believing it was a food delivery. No, it was bins, barrels, boxes, and garbage bags filled with ballots for Biden. People swore under penalty of perjury about this. As for the vote switching within the computers themselves, Powell will have to prove that one. Yes, Sidney Powell, the the now terminated attorney for the Trump administration, or for the campaign. Uh, Bobby, you're on the mark. Yes, uh, good morning, everyone. I'd like to... uh uh, thank WKOK for being on the air all these years, and one of my favorite programs is coming up, Talk to Santa program, and uh, it's the what, the longest uh, sponsored children's program uh, in the country, and uh, you know, God bless everybody at Sunbury Broadcasting for keeping the traditions going. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Thank you, sir, and thank you for being you. We love you and are very glad that you're out there in the community. So, thank you, sir. 
All right, thank you. Appreciate that. I can't wait till we can sit down and Dunkin' Donuts again in Sunbury and have a good cup of coffee. So, well, hopefully we'll be able to do that after we get the vaccine. I'll have to convince the doctors that I'm a nurse. And I need the vaccine right away. Well, you can convince me you're about anything you want to be. <laughs> I know. You're very gullible in your old age. Moronic so. to start with. <laughs> well, there is that. I'm trying to be nice about this. Listen. But, uh, yes, sir. We have, we have a serious issue to discuss here, and I, we didn't really get to it. Actual uh, fraud? Well, no. I, I think that uh, President-elect Biden has said that he's looking to create a, uh, a an immigration bill that will create a pathway to citizenship for 11 million illegal or undocumented aliens, however you want to refer to them here what? in the country. And you know what's interesting? I've said before in this program, I have no problem with eventually doing that. But if at the same time we don't stop the borders from being infiltrated and overrun, we're just perpetuating the problem. So, I mean, I don't have any problem with him proposing side What's A. What's he going to do at the borders? Well, I don't know, but I've heard where pe- people on the air this morning, now admittedly it was on Fox, talking about, and the former head of the border security was talking about it will create another stampede at the border again, knowing that there's going to be some pathway mm-hmm. for you to get mm-hmm. uh, back. And he estimated that there are 20 20 million illegal immigrants in the country. Yeah, we don't know. Whereas Biden has said 11 million. That's the accepted number. But we do have to come to a, some sort of conclusion on this. And I think if you have, if you create some pathway based on, you know, responsibly living in the country, being a contributor to the country, I have no problem with finding some pathway because I think we, but at the same time, we've got to make sure that we don't continue the problem. That's the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, I have the president. Yeah, I'm sorry, the president, yeah, the vice president, uh, the president-elect participated in an interview with NBC, but they didn't ask him anything about border security or homeland security. They didn't ask him. They didn't ask him any tough Lawrence, questions. Right. I was just going to say Lawrence's worthless questions that I always ask people is, you know, how are you going to prevent terrorism? What are you going to do with homeland security? He's going to be sa- faced with the same issue that uh, President Obama said he wouldn't do, but he ended up doing, and that's keeping the Patriot Act elements going because of the. You know, the fact that nothing had happened and the the, uh, security forces in the U.S. had kept things at bay and had thwarted potential terrorist attacks. And President Obama decided to keep it in place, even though he said that he would uh, denigrate, you know, would uh, decommission it when he got in office. Well, we have to make certain border security is an issue. You know, it's not just it's so easy to say, oh, the Republicans, they don't want brown people coming to the country. I don't care where people come from. And the most 99 percent of the Republicans I know don't care where they come from as long as they come legally and with some government supervision. In other words, someone's making the decision, these are the people that should be in the country, and we want to let them in the right way, and we want to make sure they can succeed and become a a functioning and and integral part of our country, just like the rest of us. So this irritates you that he didn't mention border security, he just mentioned the path to... Right. In other words, to me, it's a double, it's both the other side of the same coin. Well, he wasn't asked about border security. Lester Holt missed the boat on his Well, Lester Holt wouldn't ask a tough question. He did. He asked them easy questions and even framed them in an easy manner for them. Like when he asked him about his the people standing behind him, he says, it's obvious you're sending a message. Because he had people of BIPOC, people of color that behind him and women, Lester had said, it's obvious you're trying to send a message to the nation. What is that? It's, like, it's not. He's hiring the best people he can find that he wants for these policy jobs or government wonks, you know, that are just going to do as bad a job as He's ever. He's repopulating the swamp. That's what he's trying to get the swamp monster fit right well we got to feed the swamp enjoy your thanksgiving buddy will you you, 
will you see those precious grandchildren? Apparently not. Okay, so it's Zoom at our house, too. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope everybody has a fabulous uh, Thanksgiving, and I will see you next Wednesday. Joe will be back Monday. This is WKOK Sunbury.